Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Encore podcast brought to you by WN35 Music. My name is Kieran Makin. I'm joined as always by Rob Lee. It's been a while since you've heard from us, um, but there's very good reason for that because we've actually been seeing live music, um, which is a rarity considering we're a music podcast. Um, I think when we started the podcast, Rob, the only gig we went to maybe was Liam Gallagher, November 2019 at the Manchester Arena. And then obviously the pandemic hit and, um, you know, through no fault of our own, we had to kind of try and keep it going, and we did somehow. Um, and we're here today to uh, to 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 live and tell a tale, I suppose, Rob. And you you you've got me thinking already. Um, I think we went to Liam Gallagher a couple of months before we did our first podcast. Mm. So these are our first gigs that we've been to since doing the podcast, and it's only been what a year and a half in the making. Mm. So it's nice, and it's it's nice that we actually get to to go to gigs and I mean they're still incredible aren't they I mean they are unbelievable yeah in case the listeners haven't realized this is what we're going to be talking about today we've obviously attended a couple of festivals and gigs ourselves in recent weeks and we just want to talk about our experiences and obviously I'm sure there's people who listen to us who've also had that same feeling of going back to a gig or a festival or whatever it might be and and feeling what we've not felt for, for such a long time and um, usually obviously on encore we get an interview most of the time don't we Rob obviously we've got a few things in the pipeline but we just wanted to uh don't know share our experiences really because like you said first podcast since we've started podcast we've actually been able to go to gigs so one of those gigs was um the, the typical Friday night gig that takes place at Ian Park before Park Life this year it was none other than New Order one of Rob's favorite bands and Rob just 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 tell us all about it really I mean I've been fortunate me the last two times that I've been to the Friday before um Park life at Heaton Park. I've had the the man himself, the genius that is uh, Mr. Noel Gallagher, uh, who who you know blew the world away with with his set. And then I've had Manchester and Salford. I, I'm actually going to say that because he he did a uh, Bernard Sumner lead singer in New Order made a very good mention that Salford is its own city in its own right. Can we just can we can we can we just have that on the record? Salford in its own city, in its own right. It's not just a district of Manchester, it's its own city. And he made a, he made special mention to that, but Manchester's fine. It's been going um, since the very, very, very late 70s, early early 80s, obviously uh, changed the name from Joy Division after the, the tragic passing of, of Ian Curtis. And the journey that they went on from, from that transition to where they are now. And... Uh, I went with my dad and my fiance. I'm a mum and and my fiance's parents. So you know, you, read into that what you will, but I don't care because the moment was fantastic. And me and my dad both said at the end, um, there was there was only four songs that they played that were younger than me, hmm. which was incredible. So it was Plastic, Restless, Be a Rebel, and uh, Guilt is a Useless Emotion. I got them all straight off when my dad was trying to quiz me on that. Um, but it didn't it didn't matter because the songs that they did play they were timeless and it was you could have made them yesterday and you know they would have had the same same impact for me um but the whole experience you know from you know walking into Heaton Park getting your ticket checked yeah there was that extra step of having your Covid pass checked um, which was no problem at all. Then getting in there, getting a drink, and then just feeling the buzz and the energy of the crowd, um, and you know the support acts that kind of they do warm up the crowd, they get the crowd going, they get rid of all them, 
you know, you've just walked in, you want to settle down a bit. And that's what the support act should do. And they settle you down, you get you on, you're like, right, I'm ready now. And then at quarter, quarter to nine, man, out came, uh, out came New Order. And from the first note, just, well, if it had a roof, it'd have blown it off. But yeah, unbelievable. Um, I think I, I think I think I said, and I don't know whether I said this rather naively as I was walking out, because, you know, it's the first gig that I've been to in nearly two years, uh, that it, it was top five gigs that I've ever been to in my life, standalone gigs. Um, I'll have to review that and come back to you about whether it is top five, but it was good. It was good. Absolutely blew me head off. Yeah, I think what what makes it extra special is obviously the weight that we've had that you've had you know i think that that does add that extra bit to it and almost remembering what it was like to have that feeling again um i know exactly what you mean um I, you know when i talk about the stuff that i've been to in, in, in just a short while but i just want to ask you rob obviously the experience itself was great obviously we know new order one of the best live bands about in terms of the sound and the show that they put on but what was your favorite sort of moment of the, of the oh. gig would you say or the favorite song or what, what whatever Man, that is that is tough. I mean, I know a few years ago I was jealous of you for seeing New Order at Glasgow, but you are right; they are one of the best. And I think that is because they've they've also got that that yellow um, ability about them that recorded to live sounds exactly the same. So it you don't lose that experience. Obviously, um, um. Blue Monday is up there because it's Blue Monday. Hmm. Um, Regret, which they started with. Um, what an opener. Hmm. What an absolute opener that is. And it just kind of, it had that 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 chills about it. But then obviously they played, uh, I think it was Transmission and then uh, Love Will Tears Apart at the end. Obviously from what I said before, they were Joy Division, so they played them Joy Division songs. But I think the standout moment for me was one that completely caught me off guard. I looked at the set list from when they played in Halifax two days before mm. and the perfect kiss wasn't on on that set list. And then they just slid that in uh, all eight minutes, 45 of it in full <laughs> glory. And I was like, oh, my days, take me. Now. If there's a, a spotlight just came down and just beamed me up and took me away from eating pie, I'd have been happy. I'd have been a happy man because, at that moment because it was absolutely fantastic now i've just messaged my dad because I'm, I'm i'm curious that was my first time seeing new order live my dad's got nearly 40 years on me 30 years 33 years on me something like that and i think that may have been the first time that he's seen new order live as well mm. and he grew up with obviously joy division new order and stuff like that but i'll get back to you on that one let's talk about neighborhood weekender and the specials key because you've been very busy with gigs yeah um, everything just fell in the month of september um yeah so obviously your uh heat and perk exports watching new order was sandwiched in between um my sort of gig experiences shall we say first up was a uh, neighborhood weekend obviously this has been two years in the making or whatever it was meant to be may bank holiday got moved to september last year then it got moved to may bank holiday this year then it got moved to september again but we finally got there, um, and yes, I went to the the Saturday, you know, 4th of September, I believe it was. Um, initially, obviously, when we spoke on previous podcasts, I bought the ticket because Ian Brown, um, you know, former frontman of the Storm Roses, was meant to be headlining the uh, Saturday night, which would have been a hometown gig for him, 
because he's actually born and raised in Warrington before he he then moved on to Manchester and met you know the rest of the band uh, the rest of the Storm Roses but he pulled out for you know reasons that we've discussed his views on you know vaccinations and all that jazz um, and James stepped in for the headline funnily enough I, I didn't end up watching James um, you, you you go with your best laid plans don't you and then there's you know you've got your dead certs you want to watch when it's a festival sort of environment but then they sort of just take you um i went with with josh who's been on the podcast before good mate of mine and yours um and then we went we went we got in for the very first act which is the first time i've ever done that near a weekend and it was a band called the k's who were from earlstown actually um god bless chris Stott. and they were amazing they were amazing um that was sort of a a bit of a hometown gig for them because obviously earlstown newton is not too not too far from warrington not too far from yourself up in in, in Moulton as well. Straight yeah. up. Can you see it? Look, I no, I can't see it from here. Uh, <laughs> sorry to interject. I've just had a Go message on. back from my dad. First time he's ever seen New Order Life. There you go. And another reason for you to put it in your top five as well, because that's such a good father-son moment as well. So sure, that's music that's been passed down to me. From, yeah. From me dad. And we got to both experience our first New Order gig uh, together. But hopefully the next time I see him, I might just him off and go me off <laughs> we'll come on to family actually family affairs and passing their music when i when i talk about the specials funnily enough as well but yeah watch the k's they were brilliant i'd recommend them yeah from earl's turn in newton and willows um i think they were signed and now i don't i think they're unsigned now but they're still doing gigs and festivals sort of off their own back um quite successful and got got a few cracking tunes so they, they were really good and josh hadn't heard of them and uh he was like all day he kept going on I, oh they were so good they were so energetic i loved them i loved them so um another fan there for the k's i hope they give me a discount uh, but they were brilliant and then um we sort of went for a drink and stuff i actually went on my first ever fairground ride at a festival wow and it was an enjoyable experience for all of about five minutes and i was like please get me off because my balls are being strangled by this chain <laughs> i was like help me but it was a you know that was an experience and then it was on to the coral um and we'll talk about james skelly in a bit when we talk about the lathams as well but they were brilliant another band that i don't know get overlooked i think james skelly the lead singer songwriter has obviously took on a, a more of a production role these days he does a lot of producing of albums for people but they turn out you know they, they do their own gigs every now and again uh recently brought out a brilliant double album called coral island which is a great name <laughs> but yeah they were fantastic played all the classics you know in the morning finished with dreaming of you um which is a great tune by the way yeah well jo- josh actually um just before they played dreaming of you he was like i really need a way i've got to go i've got to go so i went all right mate and then he turned around literally took three steps and then th- that baseline at the beginning of dreaming of you started and he came running back he's like i'm not going i'm not going <laughs> which was funny so they were brill they were fantastic um then I was sort of like, we, we, we were there for Chate Book, but I was there more in spirit. body, not in spirit. Do you know what I mean? I was just like, me and Josh were just boozing and having a chat and he was sort of on in the background. And then then came the the two that stole the show, really. Shed Seven, who are obviously a 90s band, were part of that sort of Britpop, um, you know, support acts, if you like, because Oasis and Blur stole the show, but you had loads of bands on, on that wavelength, really, you know, like charlatans and ocean color scene and people like that and shed seven one of them they were fantastic the only disappointment was they didn't play a tune called bully boy which is quality but i know obviously you have limited time at a festival so they had to you know some some songs have to be sacrificed sadly but they ended with um chasing rainbows which everybody knows um that was a great single on and there was some some class tunes what they played disco downs a banger she left me on friday so yeah they were really good 
And I think they just edged it for me because they were so good sounding live, but also it's the first time I've seen them. And they edged it just ahead of the last band that I watched, which you know, Rob, I'm a big fan of and spoke about them before. And I've seen them several times, which is Reverend of the Makers. Um, and all the acts I'd watched were on the main stage up until that point. And then Reverend, it's called The Big Top, and it's just a, a tent, basically. And they blew the roof off. I, oh, I've never seen an atmosphere like it. It was just chaos, just a big party. And you could see they wanted it just as much as the crowd, which, and then that energy just bounces off one another. So, yeah, that was a that was a superb day. Um, but, yeah, if I had to pick pick out one, it's tough between the Ks, Shed 7 and, and Rev, but I, I would have to go Shed 7, I think. I would, they, were, they were really special. Um, and then obviously the week after, which was the day after you watched New Order, Ethan Parker, we went down to Coventry. Me, uh, my mum and dad went down to Coventry to watch the specials in their hometown. They played the uh, the arena, which is on the side of the, built onto the side of the Rico Arena Stadium, where obviously Coventry City and, and Wasps play. And that was, you know, again, special. Um, excuse the pun. But yeah. That, that, I know, I'm here all week. Good um, noises. But yeah, you, you were saying about you know, passed through the generations. My dad passed on the interest of the specials. Um, and usually it's just me and my dad who go. That's the fourth time we've seen him. But my mum came along and she really enjoyed it. And they did the classic, it was a big set and they did the classic uh, sort of thing where they build it up nice and slowly, sort of play some some singles, some album tracks. And then the sort of second half of the set is just when all the classics come in. And it just, that hour just flies over. You know, you're talking like a message to you, Rudy, and all them, them kind of things. So, yeah, that was really, really enjoyable. Um, Don't mind dabbling in a bit of the specials, you know. Obviously, firm favourite of mine is Ghost Town, but you know. Yeah, they did Ghost Town towards the end, which is classic, you, though, isn't it? You know what? It, it's the as you well know, it's their only ever number one single. Um, they've only ever had one number one single, one number one album, which was the the most recent album on Cod. They are releasing a, an album very soon, first of October. It's called Protest Songs, nineteen twenty four to twenty twelve, and it's effectively just a selection of covers that were protest songs between that What's time that period, cool? which is What's brilliant. You know, cool? they, they played some of them. There was a, um, there's a bit of Bob Marley in there. Um, yeah, just go, go and check it out. So they played some of those as well, which which was really cool. So yeah, Ghost Town is one one that gets overlooked, I think, Rob. I think people sort of forget about it. And then when it gets played, everyone's like, oh God, <laughs> what <Yeah>. a tune. <laughs> and I think everybody kind of forgets about that song because it probably, it was the most successful so everybody's like, and everybody wants to dismiss it kind of similar to, to what they do with Wonderwall and Oasis. But again, it's one of them songs that's probably introduced more people to the specials, except for the likes of yourself who were introduced by your parents. Um, have got that got them into got them into that. So what's not to love? And that's why bands like the specials and New Order actually have so much longevity, I think, because they've got, like you said, to use that word, timeless songs that people will always remember and it will always be there to be that constant reminder of them i mean when when we're going back to new order and amy came with me she 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 knew she knew some new order songs i want to say she knew three or four maybe five new order songs but she really liked them them songs you know she's a big fan of true faith and blue monday uh which is fine and she's you know she's heard me play the technique album and um she's she's heard me play the perfect kiss which i've got an original pressing on 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 vinyl because he doesn't love that um you she said oh what what songs would they play and i'm like that is such a difficult question to answer because it could be literally 
all of them are none of the ones that you've heard. I'm like, bankers straight away, they are going to play Blue Monday. They're going to play True Faith. Um, they're going to play Your Silent Face. You know, things like that. They were the ones that everybody know they're going to play. Um, but obviously there was no world in motion. Everybody's had enough of that song from <laughs> earlier in the year. Um, I think it would have been, I think if England would have won the Euros, it would have been in there. Mm. Because it would have just sparked so many memories. Uh, but they didn't put it in there. They didn't put 1963 in there, which was, you know, was, mm. there was a woman stood behind me that said that Bernard Sumner had the audacity and who does he think he is <laughs> for not putting certain songs in? I'm like, love, they've got like 150 songs and you mm. want them to narrow it down to a 20 song set and they could play any, any of them in there. Um, you know, kind of selfishly, I was kind of hoping they'd play Elijah and 586, but they didn't. Uh, but they did play Ecstasy, which if you've never heard Ecstasy off Power, Corruption and Lies, go and listen to it. What a little funky bass line is in that. It's got a nice nice little beat to it. You just end up dance, just dancing around with your head only. And yeah, it's great. Um, you know, they played Decades um, after the encore, which was probably one of Joy Division's lesser known songs, but it's still a belter. Mm. You know, I'd have loved She's Lost Control or... Um, uh, I think it was Isol- Isolations, another. I mean, you're a big fan of Isolation, I know mm. that. So, you, you know, so you, you, and that longevity comes from making songs that back in the 80s that could have been released yesterday mm. and make, making songs now that could have been released back in the 80s, but also released now. But if you look at from um, Ceremony through uh, Power, Corruption and Life, Low Life, Brotherhood, um into technique and then um oh god uh, republic uh come on rob what's the last three <laughs> albums here you've got it uh waiting for the sirens call lost sirens and music complete if you if you go through that journey from from new order they, they change all the time mm. but yeah people love their music and it's not like you know, True Faith and Blue Monday are very contrasting sounds. Mm. People love it, which fuels arguments that we've always had ages ago on the podcast of should bands stick to one sound or should or should they change? And New Order is very much the argument of they should change. Yeah, there's almost an embarrassment of riches there, as you've just um, alluded to of all those albums and not just 150 songs, but probably 150 quality songs. So I don't envy the whoever puts the set list together, I'm sure Bernard Sumner has the final say or whatever, but still it's a tough call and, and that's just the way it is. There's a you know a couple of couple of quick things I want to mention. Obviously you just said like Amy only knew a few songs and that's something that, you know, live music also brings. It's not just about the experience and going seeing live music and belting it out. It's also especially festivals as well, you go and almost discover some bands, like I was saying about Josh, you know, came watching the K's with me, I hadn't heard a song and he, he went away feeling really, you know, buzzing about it and was like, oh, I'm gonna go and listen to these and that for me that is just as a as crucial part of live music than you know having a few beers and, and going you know losing yeah. yourself for a couple of hours but yeah fan, fantastic new order and i think what the other thing i was going to mention is they've harnessed that legacy of joy division they haven't forgot the roots but they've also just gone they're, they're not just joy division 2.0 if you know what i mean they went and yeah. did their own stuff their own way of doing things which is great so they've not forgot that legacy but they've also done it their own way if they're not sense. they weren't cash cow in joy division mm. for what it was they've they've gone it and gone they respect it you know they've got they've got a huge great deal of respect for what joy division were because don't forget 
you know, they were all mates when when Joy Division were a thing. And, you know, when one of your mates takes his own life, it's very tragic. Um, So I think that was almost kind of like the coping mechanism of actually closer and unknown pleasures. Um, Because I think closer was brought out posthumously of Mm -hmm. Joy Division post post it in Curtis. They kind of like rubber stamped it and bookmarked it and was like, that is that. We're not going to release any more music as Joy Division because Closer was pretty much ready to go before Ian Curtis died. And then they started again with Ceremony with New Order and then Power Corruption Lies, like I said. And you can see the journey that they've gone on and you can see how they've updated themselves. They've never stopped learning. Um, and that's, that shows the, the legacy of a band, like you said. Absolutely. And fantastic that we've been able to, you know, finally talk about some actual live music. So getting the long may it continue. If you guys are listening and you've been to a gig or festival in you know the recent weeks and months, just drop a comment. Let us know where it was, where it was, and why it was good, and you know what you enjoyed the most. But yeah, keep getting out there, guys, and, and keep supporting supporting bands. And another band that I will be going watching. I've got another busy weekend of, of gigs before September is out. September is draining my finances. We've <laughs> um, obviously got Cortina's next Saturday. All Trevor Cricket Ground, supported by Blossoms and Johnny Marr, which is a Good old Manchester Can we just say that? Can we appreciate that lineup? Oh, I mean, and fair play to Johnny Man Blossoms, like because they could quite easily be doing that themselves, but to take sort of the to lift up Cortinas is 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 special, really. I think they could do it to each other. Although it'd be interesting to see Johnny Man with the Blossoms after the Blossoms' recent escapades of uh, with teaming up with Rick Astley and yeah. and doing a tour of the Smith songs. I mean that. I, d- I don't know where that sits in the world of music. It's, it is as bizarre as it is. I don't know. I almost, wa- I, I almost want to go just to see w- what it would be like. But sometimes things happen, and this is one of those things, but sometimes things happen. I'm just convinced we're living in a simulation. <laughs> yeah. And somebody's it's, just playing Sims, and they're just like, right, let's put Rick Astley and Boss together, make and play a load of Smith songs. And everyone's yeah. like, eh? Just like on sims play instrument get another sim play instrument get rick astley join band <laughs> it's like okay but I'm I'm right. we must do sometimes it's like do you ever see your neighbors bringing in shopping yeah they're always walking around we live in a simulation mate we do we do and that that is one of those reasons but yeah uh, we move swiftly on and we'll just I don't know we'll see how that goes um <laughs> But yeah, like I said, I've got that. And then but the Monday after that, um, I'm going watching a band that we spoke about a lot, a band that is close to us, Rob, being Wiganers, and they're really having a good time of it at the minute. And that's the Lathams um, next week. I think it's the 24th of September. They will release their debut album, How a Beautiful Life Can Be, obviously named after the title track, which they released very recently. Um, and they're just living in a fancy world. I'm following them on Twitter and Instagram at the minute. And it's all, I think they just wake up and they pinch themselves sometimes. Um, but yeah, it's just going so well for them. So that album's out next week. Obviously, they've brought out singles and EPs before that. Some of them will feature on the album. Um, and a few new tunes as well. Uh, but in the meantime, they've been, been quite busy. Obviously, we spoke about them, Rob, when obviously gigs were being trial coming back and they supported Blossoms at... Uh, I've slipped my mind now where it was. Sefton Park. Sefton Park, that was it. Um, they actually supported the Blossoms last night. I was in Manchester yesterday with my cousin and they were actually supporting blossoms at manchester arena but they're also doing their own current tour at the minute uh, before they take the album on the road and they're just doing a few small venues i'm going watching them at manchester gorilla 
um, I bought the tickets and it was 18 quid for a ticket and a signed CD, which That's is a steal. That, which that is, is a steal. steal. Um, but they're actually playing, uh, and I would, I'd love to get your thoughts on this, mate, but they're playing the uh, the Monaco, which is mate, unbelievable in venue. Unbelievable <laughs> venue. I mean, the last band I went to see at Monaco was Lancashire Hot Pots, but <laughs> it's so, because of the, the, the way the venue is, it, the place ends up absolutely rocking. And I was looking at that and it's sold out, so I'm gutted I can't go. But I'll find a way. Um, I was looking at the tr- uh, track list and I'm so happy that they put How Beautiful Life Can Be because it is a great song. Mm-hmm. And it kind of reminds me a little bit of Elton John's Your Song. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that kind of um, kind of like the way it's composed and written and the lyrics that are in it. One song I am glad that they've not put on the album because I've got one little problem with it, mm-hmm. even though it's my favourite song of theirs, is Villainous Victorians. Yeah. And I, if the Lathams are listening... Please, this is important. During during the song, you talk about being in the Victorian times, and you mention Victorians in the 18th century. Victorians were not about in the 18th century; it was the 19th century. <laughs> so, if you could just factually correct that for when you re-record it, that'd be perfect because the song is fantastic. Everything else, <laughs> I love about it, uh, other than the fact that the Victorians were they were around in the 1800s which is not the same as the 18th century. Sorry for getting all technical. Under there. <laughs> uh, that's the 19th century. So if you can correct that, we'll tweet you about it as well, because I'm not going to let this uh, lie until, until that. And I can't be the only person who's picked up on that, but the, 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 the song list is, is um, yeah, it's great. Unbelievable. I'm just trying to dig it out right now. Here it is. Yeah. So obviously there's um, a lot of tunes that people will be aware of on the fight on is obviously one of the uh, most common tunes, Great Escape, I See Our Ghost, which they actually debuted on Jules Holland, live at Jules Holland, which was really good. How Beautiful Life Can Be, like I said, official screens, I know that much. All these have, you know, been on EPs. I'll Get By is the most recent single, what they've they've uh, released, but there's a few on there that haven't been released, so, you know, they'll keep us guessing as well, but wish them all the best with that. Um, obviously, wish them all the best with the tour. They recently uh, released some news as well about um, partnership they've done with Wigan Athletic Football Club and obviously we spoke about bands from Wigan before haven't we Rob yeah who then intertwine with the community you know playing at Wigan Warriors matches or you know this kind of thing tying in with Latics which they're doing some like special limited edition stuff which is like L- Latics slash Latics branded vinyls with There's the sleeves and units of them as well so they yeah. are going to go quick so you're going to have to jump in there exactly um, but yeah it's, it's so good to see these obviously when the, these bands are doing so well I think they played Isle of White Festival the other day, and I believe Lilacs were actually on, who obviously we spoke to uh, Sam from Lilacs, didn't we, a while back. Lilacs on, uh, I want to say, Stanley's band as well from Wigan, mm-hmm. yeah. and the K's are there as well. Yeah, and obviously um, I think Stanley's, Fletchett's, and a few others from Wigan are actually supporting Lavham's on this tour. So what I love about it, all the music is like they're lifting themselves up, they're lifting the turn just up Wigan together, and just brilliant, just the whole community feel and they seem really proud of the the roots so and they tweeted the other day they want to put uh wigan back on the map which is what we keep saying which is great and you mentioned how beautiful life can be um obviously i've, just, I've obviously been stalking the social media too much but alex the lead singer put a picture on with his mum and said me and my mum actually wrote the title song together so that's incredible speaking of, speaking of how beautiful life can be so just on the story and this is for anybody who's listening and wants to get something this i think is an absolute steal this is a bargain for 28 quid on the store you can get a double 
uh, gold vinyl, so two LPs. Uh, the first LP would be the standard album of how it's been recorded, side A, side B, 12 songs in total. Uh, LP number two, you get it all, but in an acoustic version as well. And that, for me, is... that's Big bands will charge you 25 quid each for that pleasure, mm-hmm. and the Lavams are doing that for 28, plus delivery, which would be about four quid or something like that. But get on it. Um, I think I might have that as a bit of a payday treat, you know what they say. I believe my mother said to me the other day that she was going to get me the Latix special edition, if she can get old one, for Christmas, the, the vinyl. So happy days with Let's that. But on. yeah, go out and get get an album, you know, get a CD, a vinyl, whatever you want. Don't remember it. as well. Remember as well, vinyls, T-shirts, scars, all this kind of merchandise, more of the money goes back to the band than if you just listen to it on Spotify. And go and see them on tour as well. Obviously, they're yes. doing small gigs at the minute, but they've announced an actual tour for the album. Go and see them. They smash loads of festivals this summer. They've been at Neighbour Weekend, uh, Isle of Wight, as you said. Transmit up in Scotland. The Scottish fans love the gig, and they were all over Twitter saying how good they were. So, yeah, long may it continue. Can um, we have the Lathams and the Snuts in Glasgow, please? That, that would be biblical. The Snuts were actually meant to be at Neighbour, and they had to pull out. said... Like COVID. they didn't give a reason, but probably COVID. It was COVID. Um, I start them on Twitter as much as you start the albums, <laughs> so you know we, we're we're all covered, all bases covered. But yeah, that, I suppose the moral of this is just start get back supporting bands again. We can, we're allowed to go to gigs, go to festivals, buy music, um, yes. and yeah, just enjoy yourselves and get back into that groove. Because I speak for both of us when we say we've had it, we've had a belt in time of late, and long may it continue. So. Uh, Without further ado, Rob, we'll um, we'll wrap up, shall we, with our usual ending feature on the Encore podcast, which is our single out feature where we single out a, a single or a, a song that may have been recently released or something that's been out a while where it's tickled our fancy recently and, and played a big part in what we've been listening to um, over the last couple of weeks or months. And we just pick a song each. So, Rob, um, been a few options on the table for both of us. Been a few new songs that I've been looking at and listening to. I'm still torn between picking a new song or going for something that's been out a while, but it's kind of like relevant at the minute. But I'm going to let you go first while I have a, a, a quick think. Well, mine was released on the 31st of August. We've spoken about it before. You're going watching him next week. It is Mr. Johnny Marr's new song, Spirit, Power and Soul. I think it's very catchy. Nice little riff and melody to it. Um, yeah, that as, as quick and as simple as that. I don't want to do the disjustice of me trying to explain it. Get it in your ears, and you know it's it's a great song, and it's one. He's Johnny Miles had a very good progression since he's come out of uh, of the Smiths and off the back of Call the Comet a few years ago, which was his latest album. I think this is a, a, a great follow up follow up single. So, uh, Spirit Power and Spirit Power Soul uh, by uh, Johnny Miles. That's my single out. Nice and Lo- quick for once. Lovely stuff. Um, I mean, I'm just looking now, and I've had a few on the brain. I mean. Spectre, a band I've spoken about, about before on this podcast, they're building up to releasing a new album, so they've released a, new, a few singles themselves. I could have gone for any any of them. The Vaccines have just released a new album. I'm yet to listen to it properly, but I need to give it a listen um, at some point. Um, and Sam Fender actually released a song um, which is going to be on his, his new album called 17 Going Under, which is the lyrics are really cool in that. But I'm actually going to go for, um, staying on topic, I'm going to go for a Lathams song. Um, we spoke about the Lathams a lot today and, and recently, but it's only since I've got tickets here that I've actually properly listened to them, if that makes sense, proper got deep and 
deep down into what they've done, uh, the back catalogue and stuff. And it's a song that's going to feature on the album. It's a song that the end verse sets with usually. And I saw it and play it live when I went to the 100 watching Manchester Originals play Birmingham Phoenix in the cricket. And they were the entertainment at Old Trafford. And they played this song live and, and it blew my mind really. It just reminded me a bit of, don't know, it had a bit of a, a Storm Roses feel to it because the extended way they, they played it live. But it's called Artificial Screens. Um, and it's a belting tune. I just love the the vibe about it. The, such a passionate song, and it's effectively just talking about. Um, I think how people are just addicted to going on the phones and the devices and not and not communicating with people face to face and actually getting that human element of stuff, conversation. You know the stuff that we take for granted. So it it was really, really, really good, really well written. And then the guitar solo towards the end just like I said, blows my mind. So, yeah, going to go for Artificial Screens by The Lathams. I'm going to be giving that a listen to. Yeah, give it a listen. Give it a listen. I agree with you. Villainous Victorian is a is a belting tune as well. Apart from um, one historical inaccuracy, but we can, <laughs> we can we can we can not mention that at all ever again. <laughs> but it was the 19th century, not the 18th. If that could be slightly corrected, please. You live and learn. You live and learn. Well, that's us done, Rob. That's flown by once again. Really enjoyed it. Again, hopefully the next Encore, we've got a big episode coming up, but the next Encore podcast will probably have an interview lined up, but we just could not uh, resist the opportunity to talk about the live shows that we've been to recently, because as Rob said, we've not been to a gig since we started the podcast, and it's well over a year in the making, so um, I think it was just the one gig since we started the, the website, maybe two, all I can remember is the, the Liam Gallagher one that I mentioned earlier, um, but yeah, just so good to be back, so good to be back, if, if you've been going back then, I tip my hat to you, keep enjoying it keep loving it and and living the dream with the with the music so um that's us done wn35 music podcast uh encore podcast you've been listening to myself kieran making i'm rob lee thank you very much for joining us once again you can check out all of our other podcasts at wn35music.com on spotify apple google and anchor and just check us out on social media facebook twitter instagram that's us um yeah and we know it's been a while but cheers for joining us